news. Hey there listeners, a little bit unorthodox here, but this is a special report with reference to something that I was invited to uh, last night uh, at the time of recording, of course. Um, I was actually invited to London's Madame Tussauds, where they have the waxworks and lots of celebrities and sports people, not to mention Marvel superheroes and, of course, Star Wars waxworks now. Now, this was actually for a very special press event, as I said, um, for the release of the Propel Star Wars licensed quadcopters. And here's the inside look on what actually happened. So, what do we have here now? We have uh, three pillars on a stage, and uh, they are of the Scout Trooper speeder bike. We've got the X Wing and also Darth Vader's uh, TIE Advanced. Just behind them there's a nice little cinema film going on of uh, all of the propel ships in action. They look awesome. They've got these moulded plastic shapes on the front which look like the actual ships. So it's quite impressive. And that's just the box. So, I wanted to really bring Star Wars forward as an extremely immersive experience. And the opportunity to be able to make a drum that is essentially um, a ship, a vehicle from the Star Wars universe, and to make it try to fly like the real thing, and then to bring, and then to make it super compelling, and to bring it to life in a very magical way. That was my goal. And myself, and a whole entire team of engineers and incredible people, including the pilots that you're going to see here tonight, everybody just poured their heart into this project. And I think what we have here is not only a licensed product like no other, but I think we have an incredible piece of innovative consumer technology the likes of the world has never seen. This product has 12 new invention uh, pending patents on it, and it does all kinds of magical stuff. So obviously for this event there was lots and lots of audio and films and everything um, but basically what I'm trying to do here is give you a few little snippets uh, of bits and pieces of the actual uh, presentation that we actually saw. Um, now first of all um, what was really great was that Lee Francis um, otherwise known as Keith Lemon was actually brought onto the stage to uh, help out with the presentation as well which was quite um, funny in itself. Um, he was um, brought up up onto the stage and uh, the guy who was actually giving the um, presentation, uh, the creator, uh, Darren Matwell, I think his name was, um, was um, asking him to open up the controller and insert the batteries. Um, and the great thing about this was that as um, Lee was actually messing about with the batteries, trying to get them into the thing, um, there were actually sounds coming out of the controller. Um, which was amazing and uh, you may hear um, Darren talking a little bit later on um, about you know these sounds come out of the the controller with no batteries in them it's like the force is you know helping it and talking to you which is completely true it sounds brilliant um, now the sounds uh, themselves are from the likes of Yoda C-3PO and the Emperor and um, essentially they usher you to kind of hurry up basically insert the batteries and this sort of thing um, so, I mean, yeah, it is really, really cool. Um, but the voices themselves actually, I think, let this product down a little bit. Um, it's obviously the first thing that you hear from the uh, controller. Uh, and the voices aren't actually done by actors at Lucasfilm. 
um, and they, they do actually sound quite I don't know they're not as great as they could be um, so I was a little bit let down by that but absolutely everything else about this product is awesome that's the only thing that bothers me um, the concept is awesome there's so many other sounds uh, in the controller too for the different modes and it really comes to life uh, in its own um, in its own right as well uh, so there's character voices while you're actually fighting and playing around with these um, with these uh, quadcopters as well as uh, around six tracks of music which actually comes straight from the film so you can actually just sit there and listen to some music with the controller as well um, now flying the actual quads themselves is also pretty incredible um, apparently a lot of new tech uh, has been input into here which are currently being patented I think you may have heard uh, in one of the clips that I've played already everything in Star Wars has done so well for the rest of the markets that are in like the film business now digital and all the new camera photography and all that sort of stuff um, so I mean in this case it's like paving the way in the drone world let's now hear from uh, some of that technology um, which will kind of speak for themselves uh, about how awesome they are and uh, the voices aside the price I would say is extremely extremely worth it so this is the box playing music and this is what happens when you take it home from the retail store it's already going to do that the speeder bike has something that we have called uh, it's very much a pressure sensor system, but we call it repulsor lifts. And what that is, is it uses barometric pressure to hold its altitude in the air. And this helps somebody who's new at flying learn how to fly. Um, and it makes it very easy. As you can see, it's trying to calculate the density of the air and use that algorithm to keep itself very stable. And it makes for a very stable flying craft. The blades are made out of the... Um, <laughs> see-through polycarbonate material, and we blast polish the tool so the blades would be invisible when they spin. They're still there, but um, it's kind of a suspension of disbelief to give you the sense of flying. We have an acceleration of zero to 35 miles per hour in three seconds flat, with a top speed that can approach 40 miles per hour if we really open it up. So we've created something called T-Mode, which is, a, uh, which is a training mode for somebody who's new to piloting drones. And it's actually designed to help you fly. And what T-Mode is, when you go into T-Mode, it creates an invisible barrier, an invisible ceiling, about three meters high, and it creates an invisible floor a meter off the ground. And when you hit the ceiling, it actually stops. These fly for about six to eight minutes on a single charge. And the scout, the scout bikes also laser battle and the infrared battle. So apart from all of the drones features, uh, different modes, etc., um, there's also an amazing app to complement it as well. Now this uses something called LiFi, I think it was, um, which utilizes light to transfer data um, instead of Wi-Fi, as it was. And the great thing about this is that in a team or battle situation, it will actually record what's going on. So who actually hits who, um, so it will keep a score. There's also lots of voice 
nice clips that actually play throughout through the controller during the play to actually spur you on and uh, to go for that you know all important kill shot um, so those are all from the films as well uh, there's also pieces of music that play um, so it's really really interactive as you actually play the uh, the actual game and play with the quadcopters um, there's also a really cool flight simulator mode um, which was talked about as well and we actually got to see the actual app uh, that there's going to be released. Um, so using the actual controller uh, to connect to the app you can then actually fly a, uh, a simulated um, quadcopter on your tablet or your iPhone. So. Um, there's been flight simulators before, obviously, but they've never been uh, Star Wars themed, so obviously that's a good first. And this sim uh, also takes into account real-life physics as well. So the great thing about this is that you then get to build the memory muscle of actually how you fly the actual quadcopter um, via this simulator. So um, it's really sounds really, really great anyway. So there are collector's editions of all three of these um, at the moment, which are coming out this year. Um, they are extremely limited, so if you do see it, then obviously go and buy it. It's about £229. Um, um, you'll also be entered into a competition where you could win the Millennium Falcon uh, Collector's Edition as well. Uh, there is going to be a bigger launch next year which will include the Millennium Falcon um, in, in that kind of wider range. Um, but do look out for these, they are absolutely amazing. Um, I'm going to try and post uh, lots of um, photos on my Twitter, uh, that's at Scavenger UK, so do check that out as well, follow, share of course as well please. Um, so without further ado, here's the rest of the show. There has been an awakening, have you felt it? Listening to the Scavenger UK podcast, part of the Galaxy of Toys Network. Welcome to episode 8 of the Scavenger UK podcast. I am Adam, your host as always, and this month I'm bringing you mostly a show of reviews. Yes, as Christmas is coming in thick and fast, I thought it might be nice to look out for some of these great buys uh, for you and your loved ones and bring to light some of the cool stuff available in the world of retail. Just a few of these include some games from my friends at Esdevium Games. There's also some housewares as well as a couple of gadgets too. Don't worry, all of the standard Diagostini reviews are still here, and also my Rebels and Lego magazine reviews. First up though, here's the news. News, 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 news. Not long now till Rogue One releases. We're now at time of recording, around 40 odd days to go. Uh, amazing, I cannot wait to see K2SO in action. They are requesting a call sign. Uh, on this note, the second and apparently final trailer was released and more was in there regarding Galen Erso's origin and what he's actually doing there. Jim, whatever I do, I do it to protect you. 
it seems he's possibly responsible for powering the Death Star, possibly. Um, maybe he's found a way to harness the power of those Kyber crystals, uh, as per the Rebels episode, where they managed to destroy that shipment bound for the Empire. It would be outstanding if we get to hear of another sect of Rebels, meaning Kanan and the rest of the Ghost crew. That reference alone would make me go nuts. This new trailer, in my opinion though, is definitely the one that gave me the feels. Uh, now initially I was a little worried, as Jin seemed to be just a little bit wooden, and I was not liking Cassian's character. Um, but this trailer finally gave me those needed shivers. Um, I don't know if it was the use of the more force-based conversation uh, that got me going, or if it was down to some of those lines. Rebellions are built on hope. But as I say, definitely cannot wait for this film to finally arrive. <laughs> well now, there was also a lot of speculation around the new Han Solo movie, and by now there may be further news of course, but at the time of recording, everyone's talking about that it may actually include the story of how Han Solo actually won the Millennium Falcon from Lando Calrissian. Which to me sounds great, but there are others out there that don't want this through fear of actually dampening the story and the banter between Han and Lando when they land on Cloud City. You've got a lot of guts coming here after what you pulled. Which also I kind of understand. Personally, the Han Solo film seemed a little strange anyway, as it won't have Harrison Ford in it. Who knows though, maybe Harrison may cameo as a grandpa Solo possibly. There's also others out there, of course, that do just think that Disney is just a money-grabbing empire out for the Yankee dollar. Um, I just take it all with a pinch of salt, though. Um, come whenever it gets released, I will be bathing myself in the hype, the toys, and the general Star Warsiness of it all. Uh, bring it on, Disney. Keep giving us what you got for the next 40 years. So now Donald Glover has actually been confirmed as a young Lando. Uh, at first glance, he does seem like a really good choice. Um, I've had a look at some of his other stuff that he's done, and he definitely has the swagger and ballsiness to him. Um, also, that personality, as it were. He's in a US sitcom at the moment called Community. Um, they're way into their seasons at the moment. Um, but there's also another new series which is actually coming out very soon um, called Atlanta. So do keep an eye out for that one. I believe it's on Fox, so you guys can look it up. Rebels is also shaping out quite nicely. We've had around five episodes now, I think, um, all to do with the crew. Uh, there's a little bit about Hera's home and the pain that Captain Rex endured in the final days of the war of the Grand Army uh, versus the Separatist Droid Army. Uh, it's nice to again see the link between the shows of Clone Wars and Rex and also gives uh, old Rex a little bit of closure on the war as well. That's it for the news. Uh, let's get on to the next segment. Get me by my size, do you? Hi, my name is Joshua, and this is my fun and interesting Star Wars fact of the month. Did you know that Muftak is a snow queen who is sick fur? He avoids overheating on Tatooine by hanging out at Mos Eisley's shady bar, where you can also pick a pocket or two. 
the official Star Wars Helmet Collection. A unique series of one to five scale replica helmets from the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe. Each helmet is faithfully reproduced in stunning detail with its own display case and stand, along with a fascinating magazine exploring each character's story. The Star Wars Helmet Collection is at Newsagents now with your first helmet, Darth Vader, for $1.99. Diagostini. This month's issues 18 and 19. So for issue 18, it's the extremely awesome First Order Stormtrooper. Being completely honest, on the whole, I think Diagostini have done an amazing job with all of these helmets. My gripe about the no soft goods aside, the detailing on each of the helmets is very well done. And someday soon, I hope to put all of these out on show. Probably in my loo though, because uh, my wife doesn't really like Star Wars. And I think if I'm going to get a man cave, it will be our toilet. Um, anyway, for issue 18, um, unfortunately this hasn't actually floated my sail barge the way I thought it should. Um, the way the helmet has been sculpted puts emphasis in all the wrong places unfortunately. Um, the actual prop was built in three pieces in fact. Uh, the front, the back and the skull cap on the top to hold it all together. Now in my mind, this is how this should actually been made as a miniature prop as well. I'm afraid though, for some reason, it's been built with a left side, a right side, a back, and then the skull cap on top. So unfortunately, you get a line right the way down the trooper's face. It looks terrible, and this line is clearly visible. Unfortunately, to add to this as well, um, where the face parts actually meet the skull cap, uh, the way that it's been painted looks really bad as well. Uh, the spray paint is just overlapping. It's such a shame as the photos of this helmet look unreal, and I hoped this could become a personal favourite of mine. The actual magazine, though, is very well presented, as usual, and has some great info. The data bank from uh, FIR to FIR, which is F-I-R to F-Y-R, uh, starts off with the First Order. A nice background history giving some details of the events in The Force Awakens. There's also a little about the smiley Kit Fisto, the Clone Trooper 5s, Bib Fortuna, The Force. There's also a few more as well. The middle pages centred uh, on the First Order Stormtroopers tells all about them, the history, a few of the units, including our friend Finn or FN2187. The weapons of the Stormtrooper are also included and of course the ins and the outs of the uh, First Order Troopers helmet. Next up um, is a double page of the weapons and uniforms of the First Order, including General Hux and Starkiller Base itself. Lastly, there's an article on the assault on Jakku, where poor Lorsan Tekka met his end. You're so right. Next up is issue 19, the helmet of Lando Calrissian when he was in Jabba's palace in the guard disguise. Now, I absolutely loved this one. Uh, the helmet itself is very nicely cast with all the horns uh, and detailing as per the prop in the movie. The database in the magazine goes from GA to GEO, which covers the likes of the new Force Awakens Resistance droid GA97, 
the Gamorians, uh, the planet Gorel, and also Geonosis. The middle pages which fold out is all about Lando, who he is, snippets of what he's done, the roles he's played in Star Wars, as well as, of course, details about the helmet. There's also details about his weapons too. There's a great rundown of the uniforms and weapons of Jabba's skiff guards, and this is great info as I only knew of Nikto, who was actually played by Lando's son, uh, Corey D. Williams. At the end of the magazine, there's a rundown of the opening scene from Return of the Jedi, escaping the pit of Carcoon and the death of Jabba the Hutt. We were teased on the back of the previous issue, with forthcoming helmets being Phase 1 Clone Trooper, Jango Fett, Kylo Ren and Commander Cody. However, on the back of this latest issue, the next issue is the Rebel Trooper. Just a note as well, the helmet from Kylo looks a little bit annoying, unfortunately. He's got his hood up, so it, I think it would have been better if we actually got this as just the helmet, being obviously a helmet collection. Let's get just the helmet cast. Anyway, we'll see. So, on to the magazine reviews. Uh, Star Wars Lego this month comes with a free... MTT, which is the mobile troop transport, the one with the battle droids from episode one. Roger, roger. Uh, inside are standard puzzles, games, and an awesome competition. Uh, this issue is to win the Rebel Combat Frigate uh, and Captain Rex's ATTE. There are two comics as always, and the first for this month is The Great Race. Uh, it's based in the original trilogy, where Han and Chewie enter into a race alongside with uh, Darth Vader and, surprisingly, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Empire playing dirty as usual, uh, but let's just say the heroes win. Um, have a little read to find out how. The second comic, uh, Lightsaber Lunacy is based on the Rebels timeline and finds our Rebels freeing a load of prisoners on Lothal. They get a tip-off uh, to an Empire armory and find out it's a trap. the Inquisitor shoots lightning. Huh. They end up getting out of it with help from Ezra. There's also a double spread showcasing the new A-Wing and TIE Advanced Lego sets. Uh, next month comes complete with Palpatine's shuttle. It's the prequel shuttle, this one. And then there's the Star Wars Rebels magazine. Uh, this month it's popped back into my local WH Smith's radar and comes with a free ball shooting lightsaber and also a water squirting blaster. The magazine itself is again full of all of the standard puzzles and fun games. There's a fact file on Quarry, the guy who built and gave over the prototype B-Wing in the Rebels series. Um, I simply love that they paid homage uh, to Ralph McQuarrie, uh, in this case the uh, designer of pretty much all of what we see in the Star Wars films, and who has inspired so many artists to follow in his footsteps uh, using a similar process, uh, creating their own designs. The centre page poster is also great. One side, it's a poster of Kanan in his Sabined Up uh, Stormtrooper helmet. Um, on the other is an Imperial Propaganda poster, Ace Pilots Needed. 
There's a competition to win the Star Wars Adventures novels, as well as R2-D2's Droid Workshop book, and you just need to write in. Uh, there's also a look inside the ghost, which highlights some of the main areas. Um, I would have preferred a confirmed floor plan of the ship, really. That would have been really good for the RPG players out there. Um, lastly, apart from the awesome comic, uh, there's a neat look into some of the planets from the Rebels show, including Seelos and Garel. Um, I probably just murdered those names. Anyway, apologies. Uh, the comic uh, by Martin Fisher this month is called Puffer Problems and stars our cool, suave buddy Lando Calrissian. He's up to his old tricks again, uh, trying to strike some deal uh, when an old acquaintance makes a little trouble for him. And it's up to his trusty Puffer Pig to help him get out of the mess. A few great moments in this comic. Uh, in the first panel, where we get to see another Karelian fighter. This time it's the YT-2000. Now previously this ship only existed in Legends and now it's canon. I really hope Martin Fisher carries on doing this every so often putting something from Legend into canon. Absolutely awesome. Uh, the next issue is released very soon after this podcast goes live, in fact. So I think I'm going to have to rejig the way I release these episodes so that it comes out literally just after the comics are in the shops. Uh, then everyone can join me and we can all read together, obviously. Um, this issue uh, was actually available from the 21st of September to the 1st of November. So in theory, there should already be another one available. So I do apologise. I'm a little bit behind there. This is it. Now, here's a treat for you. This month, as Deviant Games were kind enough to send me a few of their games to play and review. And here's the first of them. It's Star Wars Dobble. Now, Dobble has always been a family favourite of ours, and we've always taken it on holidays to various sunspots and more so caravans and places like Butlins, uh, which is a, uh, a holiday kind of caravan park. You stay in these little um, apartments. Uh, so, you US... Um, listeners out there just to give you a bit of insight star wars double is a fun game where you can call out pictures that match on a deck in front of you as well as the card in your hand the first person to rid all of their cards wins my seven-year-old absolutely loves this game and his and my own love of star wars makes this version even more fun so star wars double is priced at 12.99 and has obviously star wars images all over the cards very nice detailed images, I might add, as well. Uh, the look of the original double cards were very much cartoony and extremely simple, so players of all ages could play. This one, on the other hand, may be reserved for slightly older players, as there are pictures of battle droids, Boba Fett, the Death Star, and although most of you listening would be like, yeah, and it's all Star Wars. Uh, some of us play games with non-Star Wars fans, and I can imagine it getting a little bit complicated. So it being licensed with the themed Star Wars does kind of limit the gameplay audience. But hey, we're all Star Wars fans here, right? So definitely this needs to be in every single one of your stockings. Or at least on your Christmas list, uh, or of course to pick up in the January sales. 
there's a good few ways to play with double two. Uh, five ways to play, in fact. Uh, firstly, game one. The idea with this one is to own as many cards as possible. So everyone starts with just one card and has to shout out and match a picture from the draw pile, which is all kind of faced up. So that's really, really cool. Uh, game two is even more fun. All of the cards are actually dealt out to everyone and you have to shout out an image matching on the cards in your hand with the deck card, the just one single card on the table, then replace it with your matching one, therefore getting rid of all of your cards. It gets very difficult when someone goes on a bit of a roll uh, as you need to be looking at the images on both sets of cards uh, and it's very difficult if they keep changing obviously. Uh, game 3 is probably my favourite in a party situation. Uh, everyone gets just one card and they all get in a big circle and put their hands in. Um, after 3 you show your card face up and it's a race to get rid of your card by matching it and shouting out the image on your card with a neighbour's card. Game 4 and 5 I've not played yet but they do seem to be a variation of game 2 and 3 but just a little bit more refined at a table. My verdict is that Double is an amazingly fun game uh, in a party or family situation and will have you laughing hysterically and gasping for air. My friends love it and so do my kids. The next game which I'd like to uh, tell you about is called Timelines. Now this is a board game for kind of hardcore geeks of the actual themes because uh, they do do a few different uh, versions. Uh, in this case I was sent the original trilogy themed game as well as the prequel trilogy game as well. So the rules are very simple. Uh, you get dealt a hand of cards and you take it in turns each round to actually lay them down in the order that you think they happen. So these are scenes on each of the cards and it gives you a bit of a blurb of what's actually going on. So then you literally have to build a timeline throughout the rounds. Um, if you get an incorrect position, you need to pick up an extra card. The first person to rid all of their cards uh, wins. Uh, this is even a pretty fun game to play on your own to see how much obviously you know about the order of the films. Ingenious design really, with really simple rules. Uh, in short, it's a great game. Uh, now it does say 8+, plus, but my son loves Star Wars and he's only 7, and his memory is probably already better than mine. So I'm sure he's going to love this game. Um, it can also take up to 8 players, which is pretty good. So in a party situation, uh, it works as well. Timeline is priced at $11.99, so go get it right now. Um, I think Amazon actually has a deal on at the moment, or you could wait for my Christmas Bonanza competition, where you could win a load of Star Wars gear, including the original trilogy-themed game of Timelines. The other game I want to tell you about uh, is called Star Wars Destiny. Now, some of you may have already heard about this. It's kind of a card game uh, crossed with uh, dice. Um, it seems to be a lot simpler uh, than the Dice Master games um, of, uh, of times of old. Um, so I'm really liking it already. Um, just seeing some of the, uh, some of the demos on YouTube. Uh, and also, uh, there's a very good um, podcast uh, called The Chance Cube. So... 
go and have a little listen to that one uh, if you are interested in Star Wars Destiny. Um, but I will be um, following up with a full review next month. More to say, have you? Okay, so we are still reviewing items, and next up we have a set of lifestyle stuffs for you. Um, this one is actually from uh, the sock shop, um, actually some of their heat holders, uh, and these are Star Wars Kids and Adults Slipper Socks. Um, so, a wonderful PR company have sent me a pair uh, of each of the kids and adults sized slipper socks. Uh, the adult one is black and white made up of a tessellating collage of stormtroopers and Darth Vader's helmets. Now these are extremely thick socks and feel double lined uh, in the inside and wow guys putting these on for the first time was like putting on a pair of the comfiest gloves on my feet. Uh, the size is uh, 6 to 11 uh, for me and fit amazingly. Uh, they're really, really comfy. Uh, there's also some grips on the bottom of the socks uh, so you don't slip over and these are quite aptly the Star Wars logos actually. Uh, the kids ones I received for my son to try out are R2-D2 themed and are black, grey and blue. Uh, they also have an ironed on graphic of R2 himself. Um, these are also um, equally as comfy, they are lined exactly the same way so, um, so no messing about there, they're all the same. Um, they're all available from heatholders.co.uk and will set you back a comfy 9 99 uh, which is actually pretty good when you pit them against a standard pair of slippers. Um, for non-Star Wars fans, they do also have Marvel-themed socks as well. Next up, we have a Star Wars uh, pillow, single duvet and double duvet sets from Character World. Um, so I'm pretty sure you're going to find these in uh, in places like Tesco's. Um, all of the big supermarkets are going to have them, uh, as well as some of the big department stores as well, I should imagine. Um, firstly, the pillow. It's a really big. Um, it's around 40 by 40 centimetres and has a black Stormtrooper helmet on one one side and a white trooper helmet on the other. Uh, both are first order troopers, uh, a very cool design and as I said extremely puffy um, so are very comfy too. Um, these go for £7 and are available to buy now. The single bed duvet cover set is blue, grey and yellow. Uh, a little odd mix of colours really, but somehow it works. Um, these are 100% cotton and pretty comfy. Um, the images on the duvet are of the First Order Stormtrooper helmets and a TIE Fighter. Uh, this one retails at £14. <coughs> Uh, the double duvet cover set is black and a mix of front and side profiles of the First Order Stormtrooper helmets as well. Uh, so very cool looking. Uh, it retails £18. Um, unfortunately I've not managed to use this one as yet as my wife won't let me. Um, but it looks very cool and also included in my Christmas competition this one. <laughs> So next up is a very quick review of the uh, new Death Star timer. Um, now this one uh, looks very much like the uh, Death Star from uh, A New Hope, obviously, because it's a full ball, as it were. Um, and this one is a 
uh, cake timer basically uh, baking timer um, again you twist the middle uh, as you normally would with any timer and as soon as the time runs out you get a nice little sound effect a little like so so very cool indeed these uh, retail at about $9.99, uh, so pretty good, and uh, they're available on prezibox.com uh, if you'd like one of those. And then lastly, to finish up the uh, list of uh, reviews, um, is the VR headset. Um, so we all know the score. These days it's all about virtual reality, uh, getting into games and them feeling more real to us. Um, so last year, Star Wars released their Star Wars app, um, which lets you get inside the Star Wars universe. It pops you onto Jakku and you have... Uh, and you can have a look around at your surroundings. Now, I've downloaded a few other games as well from different companies too, uh, and on the whole, they're pretty darn good at the moment. Um, there's also the added bonus of watching your favorite film in uh, 3D in some cases. Now, I reviewed on my blog a set of VR goggles, and these would set you back at least £45. However, I received the other day from a fantastic PR company, another one, of course, um, the item to review. Now, this is a BB-8 um, version of the Virtual Reality Viewer, made and distributed by Wow Stuff. Um, and you can find these uh, actually in the Disney Store, I believe. Now, I thought before getting it out of the box that this would need some construction, um, and I couldn't have been more wrong. You slide it out of the viewer, uh, unhitch some Velcro, bend the sides around, and secure with more Velcro. And then job done. It was that simple. I already had the Star Wars app installed, um, so I popped my phone into the front of the viewer and was on Jakku in seconds. Very, very cool. And also uh, quite comfortable. Um, my only gripe is that you don't actually have a way of securing it to your face, so you need to actually hold it. But this has been explained in quite nice detail in an interview over on the Jedi News Network. Um, this was with the actual company um, that actually makes these. Oh, and it works very well even if you do wear glasses as well. You can find these in Argos as well, um, as well as Disney, for £15 at the moment, which is an amazing, amazing deal for VR goggles. You can also use these to check out Rogue One Recon, um, which is absolutely awesome on YouTube. Okay, so I have a bit of a confession to make. This episode was initially to have the draw for the Complete Locations uh, competition that I held last month. Um, however, I only received a very, very, very minimal amount of entries. Um, therefore, what I'm going to do uh, is this month, I'm going to have a Christmas competition um, and Complete Locations is going to be added into the mix. So, for this month's competition, all I want you to do is follow me on Twitter and set a message uh, including hashtag scavenger UK Christmas so that's on Twitter uh, you can also enter via Facebook as well um, all you need to do is please share the link which we have on the Galaxy of Toys Facebook page um, this competition will include the prizes of the DK Complete Locations book the double duvet set 
the Death Star Kitchen Timer and also the original trilogy Timelines game. So get following and quoting hashtag ScavengerUKChristmas on Twitter. And if you're a Facebook fan, you need to just share the Scavenger UK show link on the Galaxy of Toys Network page on Facebook. Good luck, and I'll reveal the lucky winner next month. My trick's gonna work on me. On the money. So I do have some sales updates for you. In the Disney store, you can currently get the Elite Series figures for only £12. DS12, 1, 2. That's amazing. Um, now, that's Kylo, masked and unmasked, surprisingly. Um, Poe Dameron, Ray with a lightsaber, First Order Stormtrooper, and even Finn as Trooper FN2187. Kylo Ren's uh, Ultimate Effects lightsaber uh, in Toys R Us is now down to just $29.99 when you order online, uh, $39.99 in store. Um, and this is available for delivery now as well. Uh, and while we're also talking about Toys R Us, as Christmas is coming up, they also have a lot of deals on their toys at the moment, and some items are up to 50% off, so have a little look online as well as in the store for those deals. Anything else? As always, I like to talk a little bit about lightsabers, and I've decided to make the ultimate weapon myself. Okay, so not very ultimate at the moment. With minimal cost and power, I just wanted to teach myself a little soldering and electronic skills. Um, so I got my components together. Bear with me, Sabre enthusiasts, I'm just starting out. So uh, I'm only going with a single lithium-ion battery, uh, if that means anything to anyone who's listening. Um, I also have an old soundboard from a salvaged Return of the Jedi uh, green Luke Skywalker Sabre, uh, and I'm hooking that up to a momentary switch, uh, 2-watt speaker and 1-watt LED. I do apologise if this doesn't mean anything to anyone. Um, it's a royal blue... Uh, LED as well so I don't think I'll need a further resistor I don't know what that means but I'm going to put it together anyway um, what I do need is to get some uh, intricate soldering um, wire to uh, rewire the board uh, as the wire originally used is extremely fine um, I ordered myself um, which is the point of uh, talking about all of this uh, an empty hilt from a sabre company based in the UK called Knight's Arms. Now, at the moment, they're only on Facebook, eBay, and will shortly be opening an Etsy store. And I do believe at the time of recording now, uh, the guy has now actually put his core FX boards on there. So that's just uh, for the light regulation. Um, their hilts are made of two pieces, um, the main body and the pommel. Uh, and are really, really nicely machined, so there's no sharp edges. Great thing is, as well, is that these are pre-drilled and tapped with a switch, blade retention, and even CoverTech knob holes. Um, so all I needed was to order on eBay and get the other main components. I could have purchased his bundle, uh, currently $57.99, which includes the main body, pommel, momentary switch, LED module, 
uh, no LED, but he does provide the adhesive, uh, which is great. Um, plus he does um, one of the fantastic core effects uh, boards, which I just mentioned, uh, which add the uh, blade flicker and clash. Um, so yeah, I mean, this guy is amazing. Uh, look on uh, eBay and Etsy. He may be on there as well now. It's called Knight's Arms, and uh, I'll give you more of an update of my lightsaber antics um, later on. So we've come to the end of another show. As always, feel free to follow me on Twitter at ScavengerUK. Share on Facebook via the Galaxy of Toys pages. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the network and download shows like this one, of course, Toy Run, Collecting Cosmos, of which myself and Ryan have just done a blinder of a review of the entire line of Hero Mashers. Uh, and of course, uh, check out the main Galaxy of Toys show as well. Please, if you can, also leave a nice review on iTunes. That would be amazing. Uh, keep following on Twitter. Um, tweet out to your mates as well. That would be fantastic. Spread the word uh, about the Galaxy of Toys Network and all of our other shows. Um, and hopefully we can get more, uh, more followers and uh, more competitions running as well. Many thanks again. Have a great month. Uh, I'll be back with you next month with lots of new stuff as well. Um, may the force be with you. So yeah, Han Solo, uh, played by Aaron. Oh, I'm still recording, aren't I? Damn it. <laughs>